This is Wealth with Wisdom with Steve Vascard and Vanessa Sexton from Wealth and Retirement Strategies. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Steve and Vanessa provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Wealth with Wisdom with Steve Vascard and Vanessa Sexton. Hello and welcome back to Wealth with Wisdom. My name is Vanessa Sexton along with my partner Steve Asgard with Wealth and Retirement Strategies. If you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, just give us a call. Our number is 865-691-1211 or visit us online at wealthwithwisdom.com. And while you're at our website, click on the radio page to check out past shows and to subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And please, as always, don't hesitate to reach out to us with questions or to set up a face-to-face or virtual meeting. So on today's show, we're going to talk about the things your kids and grandkids actually want. And starting that off, we're going to say minimalism. It's all the rage. So there's been no shortage of articles and stories about the power of getting rid of your stuff. I actually think we've talked about that recently on here. There are even full TV shows dedicated to the topic. Loyal listeners of our show know we've also addressed the fact that when it comes to your retirement strategy, downsizing, or your legacy plan, your kids do not want your stuff. (laughs) I know. But for the purpose of today's show, let's change our mindset a little bit to focus on some of your possessions that your kids and grandkids may in fact truly want. So if you're nearing retirement or have already reached that goal and are beginning the downsizing process, grab a pen and paper and jot down some ideas. But before we unpack that box of stuff that you thought you'd end up taking to the Goodwill, let me introduce my co-host, Tony Shore, who never has to worry about ending up on the discard pile. (laughs) Oh, wow. How about that? I Uh, know. Yeah, I I guess I'm like that trusty hammer that you take with you every time you move. I'm always there to get the job done when you need me, right? We appreciate Uh, it. Good to hear. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Well, I think you've set up a great show today, Steve and Vanessa, and I always like it when we challenge our own preconceived notions. I mean, like you said, I've, I've even said on previous shows, uh, you know, reminding our listeners out there that, hey, your kids and grandkids uh, probably don't want your stuff, right? Uh, right? Everybody thinks their stuff is valuable and that their loved ones are going to want it. Uh, in a lot of cases, that's not true. But uh, to, on today's show, I'm excited to talk about the things that, you know, your kids and grandkids may in fact actually want. So, Steve, how do you want to get this topic rolling today? Well, as usual, we're copying it from an article from the AARP, 12 Things Your Kids Actually Might Want to Inherit. Ah. Yep. And it has some useful information that I think may be beneficial for older folks. The article's first prized items is photos, but within reason. Your kids and grandkids don't want dozens and dozens of photo albums full of hundreds of snaps, Thanksgiving dinners and family picnics, but chances are some of those photos are very meaningful. Perhaps the photos are of a treasured family 
trip to Disney World, or even there are fascinating photos of a long-ago relative who fought in the Civil War. I have a couple of those myself. Let your kids and grandkids set the tone on this one and be grateful for what they take off your hands while remembering to not take it personally if they don't want dozens of photos of your Uncle Lenny scooping mashed potatoes at a Thanksgiving dinner in 1974. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a picture I wouldn't want. No. Uh, that's not a photo. But, but I will say this. I am a history buff. Uh, and I do love old black and white photos, especially, you know, the really old photos like I got from my grandfather of his, uh, you know, uh, father and things when they're, you know, they got the uniform, the new uniform, and they took a picture, you know, World War II era or Civil War era. It's cool to see some of those really old photos. Yes. And, you know, we're talking about kids and grandkids today. Steve, uh, you're a grandparent, right? Yeah, I got five of the cutest grandchildren in the world. So you've got kids and grandkids. So you, you're. This is really topical for you, I bet today, isn't it? It is. Oh yeah, because I also remember when my parents died, the th- the three siblings wanted everything they had because she, my mom, collected antique furniture. Ah, yeah. We're gonna. I, I've got a question for you later in the show about furniture, and uh, I, I want your opinion on that then. Vanessa, what do you have for us in the meantime? Well, the next category, which is probably one of the most popular, is knickknacks. And it's a little confusing because it's not likely that you're going to find many takers of your 78-piece Elvis Presley collectible plate collection. (laughs) But that said, certain knickknacks may hold value for some of your kids and grandkids. Um, you may have a small piece of art or other collectible from a foreign trip that a grandkid would love to display in their bedroom, or perhaps it's an item that's been passed down through your family for generations that a younger person in your life will have grown up admiring or being curious about. So those are things that that you may want to hang on to and, and ask your family what the, what they want or what they're eyeing. Yeah, I think you make a good point there, Vanessa. I mean, your kids and grandkids probably don't want boxes and boxes of old plate collections, your old plate collection, but something that they can just hang up, uh, you know, on a wall if they have some wall space or uh, something they can small that they can display on a shelf. Those will be especially valued because, you know, your kids and grandkids, uh, they don't want to have to find a place for a bunch of boxes to store. So, uh, you know, they just need to find a small spot on the wall or a spot on a shelf. That can make a big difference. You're exactly right. You know, my daughter has has asked me, Mom, that candy dish, when you pass away, can I have that candy dish? Oh, I've, that's I've loved nice. That. I know. I've loved that candy dish forever. And, you know, I gave it to her right then so she didn't have to wait. But, oh, that's yeah, nice. we all have those little things that we remember growing up that, that have fond memories. Sure. Yes, very good point, Tony. Now, the next item I think we're all going to have fun with is toys, and it's near and dear Uh, to my heart, and I'm guessing that many of our listeners would agree, whether it's Davy Crockett toys in the 50s or Barbies in the 60s and Star Wars figures in the 70s and 80s, many of us have a toy that defines our childhood. And if you come across a box of toys in the basement that you and your kids have forgotten about, and a quick peek reveals Star Wars toys, guess what? They're probably going to want those. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
Well, and if you want to see a 45-year-old become eight again, hand them a couple of their old Star Wars toys and watch their eyes light up. Right, Steve? Yeah, exactly right. And like many folks, some of my strongest memories are revolve around the holidays, whether Independence Day, Halloween, Thanksgiving, or Christmas. Accordingly, the Christmas tree topper, a beloved carving knife, or a Halloween decoration that's delighted the family for decades are all items that bring that warm sense of nostalgia and are therefore things your kids and grandkids are likely to happily take off your hands. Indeed. Well, yeah, and I, I mean, I, th- I can think of certain holiday collectibles that as soon as I see them, uh, I, my mind immediately returns to the days when I was, you know, five, six years old at my grandma and grandpa's house sitting at the breakfast table you know, around the holidays. I mean, some things can really pack an emotional wallop. Yes, they can. I completely agree. Now, the article also notes that while many of our younger people aren't interested in taking ownership of our boxes and boxes of plates and dishes and knickknacks, they do have an interest, no doubt, in larger assets like the family car you no longer need, or even the family home. I think my daughter's put dibs on one of those. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Yeah, and while that's probably no surprise from a financial standpoint, some family members are likely to inherit something like a car or home with the intention of using them rather than selling them. Yeah. Well, and I think I think you're right. I mean, the, the bigger items, they might actually need those, like cars exactly. and homes or if your family owns a cabin somewhere. Uh, And that's something you want to work out. All of these things are something you want to either give away or work out long before you're ready to pass on. Exactly. You want to do it while you're still alive to see the kids enjoy it, in my opinion. Uh, Wouldn't you say so, Steve? I mean, you'd give up some of your stuff to see your kids and grandkids enjoy it, wouldn't you? Well, in fact, they're coming for Thanksgiving, and I do have a lot of stuff that I'll let them look at to see if they want to take it. I have my... My hook and ladder fire truck. Mm. Oh, wow. That's cool. I got my plastic horse that I yep. use. But wow. it, but according to the article, the, the next thing that family is interested in is probably heirlooms. And oh, gra- yeah. And that includes grandma's recipes. Oh. And, and the first thing to wow. remember with this one is it is that it actually has very little to do with the recipes. After all, you can Google just about any recipe you can imagine. But grandma's recipes, whether in a book or an index card holder, connect to something much deeper. My mother actually created a cookbook with my uh, with my niece. So we got a so everybody in the family has a book that my mother wrote of her recipes. It's probably fifty pages long, and I have one right there in my counter. So it's whether it's her special meatloaf or German chocolate cake. Oh, hers was cinnamon buns. She mm. made every year on or on your birthday. The fact is, items like Grandma's recipes connect us to the people who, even though they may be gone, are still a very real part of our lives. Oh, yeah, my Grandma Whelan. Uh, I have so many memories of my grandparents that revolve around food, and I'm sure mm-hmm. a lot of our listeners do as well. And uh, I think that's a uh, that's a good one. My grandma Whelan's apple pie, literally the best pie ever made. I mean, that's a fact. No one's ever made a better pie uh, ever, ever anywhere in the entire world. My ever. mother's blueberry pie. I'm sorry. 
Excuse me. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Grandma Whelan's apple pie, I'm telling you. But um, but I'm curious about furniture. You mentioned uh, furniture earlier in the show uh, about, as I believe it was your parents had furniture. I mean, on one hand, furniture is big. It fills space. Uh, a lot of people might not want your furniture. But, uh, you know, I think on the other hand, quality furniture that lasts or antiques they can be expensive and worth a lot and nice so that may make it something your kids or grandkids would want right what do you what do you think first steve i'm going to go to steve first on this one vanessa uh, what was the story you had about your your parents furniture was it or your grandparents well in my family i have two other siblings yeah we all get along until we had <laughs> until we had to divide up the furniture oh no and my sister and I had a more than one fight. For instance, one of the things we fought over was a dresser made out of cherry wood that my great grandfather built. Oh, heirloom. Wow. So that's my yeah, heirloom that's furniture. Furniture and heirloom and it, antique and worth a lot of all money. All rode into one. Yeah, I've yeah. I've got I've got four little chairs. Yeah. That make that are too small but i use them that were built by my great grandfather i have i have a corner hutch that was around 1840 uh that my family didn't build but my parents my mom bought that at an antique show so i've got stuff that uh when my children are here in a couple of weeks, we'll probably put our we'll put names on who you gets should. what. You should. That way, they don't end up fighting like you and your siblings did. We hear yep. a lot of that in the, you know, we in the retirement industry that we're in. We hear a lot of that, so that can be prevented. As we get older, we need to start having those open conversations. Yes. Yeah, divide it up uh, now. Have open communication exactly. about it while so, you're all still alive. Yeah, that's wh- the key. Right. Yeah, have a glass of wine at the yeah. Thanksgiving table and start talking about it. But not too much. No, don't. Plan just it out before one, you drink too much yes, wine. Yes, one glass. Just one Everybody glass gets to knock one the glass, edge off. Yes. Uh, to kind of lighten the mood and then, that's and it. then we... And then we talk. Put a little potato and gravy in there and start talking about (laughs) it. Potato and gravy. (laughs) I love it. So, Vanessa, what else else about furniture? What do you want to add? Well, the article notes that while fewer younger people have interest in big old sofas, uh, smaller and and timeless pieces of furniture do hold appeal. Rocking chairs, for example, with their simple elegance, may be something a child or a grandchild would love to put in their own living room and, and... and rock their children in it. This is another area where you don't want to try and make the choices for your kids and grandkids. Like we just discussed, let them indicate to you what they're interested in. And again, don't let your feelings get hurt if they don't take some of your favorite items. They're your favorite items. It doesn't mean it's going to be theirs. Yeah. Yeah. In a lot of cases, something that's valuable to you, your kids and grandkids aren't going to want anything to do with it. Right. And that's okay. Uh, And that's okay. That's okay. Uh, but, you know, I th- and I think also the reality is, as people settle into retirement and begin this downsizing process, they're just going to have to let go of some things that they maybe hope to hang on to. Because, number one, you can't take it with you. No. And not everyone's going to want it, but you do need to downsize. And I think it it's helpful because retirement should be about freedom and experiences, not about holding on to all that stuff you've accumulated. Simplify. Yep. Well, for many of us, 
we have old records or albums. That yeah. was a, that was a primary way we enjoyed music back when we were in high school. This is my thing. You know, I'm a record collector. No, so oh, you is, are. Well, oh yeah, I've been collecting albums, uh, albums and CDs since I was in seventh grade. I have a huge record collection, and that's my main hobby on the side. I buy and sell records. Well, don't be surprised when your children and grandchildren, Tony, do not want them. <laughs> I won't be. I won't be. <laughs> so it's all now. Now today, it's all about streaming. We have what an insurance company mailed us a. What was it? A oh, we got a um, outdoor uh, Bluetooth speaker. Oh yeah, I know. That's we're, awesome. we're stepping up in here. So now our quiet office has got Christmas music. I love it. Oh, uh, that's nice. That's mm-hmm. nice. But there is a vinyl resurgence. Uh, vinyl's enjoying something of a renaissance, and I think uh, that means that uh, a lot of college kids are getting back into vinyl. So don't I, just uh, get rid of those records no. without making sure your kids or grandkids don't want them. And some records can actually be worth some money. I have an album. Uh, I have one album in my collection that's worth about $500. Wow. One record. I would so. love to have an old turntable. I really would. But, it's fun. But I, w- I would end up obsessing and start shopping for vinyl. And I, That's what I do. I, I, I know. I don't have time for that right now. Maybe <laughs> when I, I retire. It's well, a I, lot I, of time and it's a lot of time and money. Yes. But, I uh, have Vanessa, no... you told me you're not going to retire, though. No. I, I, and I don't have any albums. I do have, <laughs> I do have three old VHS cassettes but no player vhs whatever it, whatever it is what, no no what yeah those are I movies remember. but what was that those those cartridges that eight Papa tracks, used to eight track things oh, in the okay. 70s yeah yeah those didn't last very long those are pretty pretty bad some quality those were but, pretty bad weren't but yeah they? vhs tapes are long gone too steve yeah i know yeah i don't know what to do with them i still have a player it's in my garage i haven't used it but would you ship I think, it to me <laughs> <laughs> you can get a VHS player pretty cheap. Probably I think $10. they still sell one at that you can get a cheap one at uh, Best Buy or Walmart. Yes, there you think. go. So, um but you know what at, at the top of the show I mentioned I'm like that reliable old hammer Steve that you've been you know you pack up and take with you every time you move and I stand by that but speaking of that speaking of that I'm guessing tools are something that a lot of your kids or grandkids would like to take right well i don't know you you hammered that one pretty straight tony but one thing about tools regardless of what era they were purchasing is that they can be expensive that's true mm-hmm. that's why i didn't buy a drill i borrowed it from vanessa if you've got <laughs> if you got a set of brand new tools sitting in the corner of the garage gathering dust you should consider offering them up to a kid or to a grandkid. This is one where you may want to push a little bit. Use some of your own experiences dealing with a toilet flooding at 2 a.m. Yeah. Or a million different reasons you suddenly found yourself in need of a wrench to reinforce that reasonably stocked toolbox is something most of us just can't do without well yeah i mean nothing will make you feel as powerless as standing ankle deep in water in your basement trying to find the one tool you need to get the situation under control and you don't have it i mean that's that's truer truer words have rarely been spoken tony especially (laughs) especially when you have boys in your household and tools come up missing 
Oh, yeah, that Just happens saying. a lot. Yeah. Yes, it does. I have a 17-year-old that thinks screwdrivers are daggers, and they're all stuck in the shed walls. So, yes. Wow, that's yes, not I, good. I know why my, my uh, grandfather used to get so upset when his tools were missing now, so completely yep. understand. But moving on, here is one that I'm, I feel partial to, and it's jewelry is another connect. Uh, collectible that's likely to intrigue some of your kids and grandkids now many of us end up with a fair amount of fun but not terribly valuable jewelry through the years and that's the kind of stuff that's probably bound for goodwill i have a lot of that but with some special pieces of jewelry you want to be more strategic if you no longer wear jewelry that has value your best option may be to sell those pieces to add to your own retirement financial strategy But with pieces that have more sentimental value than monetary value, like a little ring I wear that my mom got me when I was 16, you'll want to be sure they end up in the right hands. Like my daughter may want that ring. Perhaps it's your great-grandmother's wedding ring or the huge and sturdy pocket watch that belonged to a long-ago uncle you worked on the railroad. Whatever those items of importance are, make sure that they and their stories, especially their stories, are passed along in the family. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's another good one. I hadn't thought of that, but uh, this is great. You know, Steve and Vanessa, during the show today, you've been talking about some of these things that might be sitting around your house that uh, your kids and grandkids may want to take off your hands at some point. As you fully embrace retirement, especially getting rid of some of the stuff you don't need anymore, that's probably a, a simple way to enjoy a more manageable lifestyle in retirement. And I think that's really important, right, Vanessa? I completely agree. So we we spent our first half of the show talking about items that have more sentimental value than financial value. So let's do a quick 180 and look at potentially valuable things that may be sitting in your home right now. So another AARP article, 10 Surprisingly Valuable Collectibles Hiding in Your Home, has a lot of fun information. The first item the article mentions is action figures. Earlier, we mentioned Star Wars action figures as something your kids and grandkids may take home with them after their next visit. But if those little plastic heroes have a healthy sticker price, you may want to reconsider. As the article notes, a Star Wars Boba Fett rocket. You don't know who Boba no, Fett is. I yes. don't. I can no. tell. No, yeah. that's Boba Fett. Yeah, Star Wars Boba well, Fett. Well, I was close. It's about like my spinach. Well, that yep. that prototype figure that came off the assembly line in 1979 sold for about $62,000 in September of 2020. Wow. Also, I know, also in 2020, an X-Men Magneto figure from 2015 sold for $2,700. Wow. Wow. I'd like to have one of those X-Men Magneto figures. $2,700 sounds pretty good to me, right, Steve? Yeah, it sure does. And along the same lines as action figures, that box of Barbie dolls you haven't thought about in a few decades may be holding some real treasures. A 1959 brunette Barbie sold on eBay for $9,500 just recently. Not, wow. not bad for something that was probably purchased at a drugstore or a cereal or toy aisle at Piggy Wiggly. As we're yeah. talking, I'm looking across the office, and there is my grandfather's shotgun. It's oh, a, wow. It's a Winchester Model 12 from 1874, and I don't know what to do with it. None of my son-in-laws wow. hunt. 
Uh, wow. And it's I noticed, be I, I, right? I noticed in one of my hunting magazines, there's an auction, and one of the items they're auctioning off was that shotgun that I'm looking at right now. I need a shotgun. I bet it's well, worth some good money. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, you don't want that to use it, Vanessa. <laughs> That's no? a collectible. Okay. You oh, put well, that up on the wall. Well, forget yeah. that. No, I'm yeah. not putting that yeah. on the wall. Uh, so, but, you know, <laughs> I think uh, another thing I would imagine people might have uh, laying around from their youth uh, is baseball cards. Those are worth a lot, right, Steve? I would guess. I'm a football player. One of the things I did, I went down to see my daughter and grandkids in Florida uh, two weeks ago. And I took them, my my dad created albums of me playing football in high school and college. Oh, yeah. And I figured somebody needed them. If I died, they would never find them. So I gave them to them now. Oh, that's uh, nice. And they were they had a great time looking at Pops playing football I in bet 19, they did. 1965. That's awesome. Oh, wow. That's awesome. <laughs> so, you that's know. awesome. So, you know, base cards, uh, baseball cards and sports uh, memorabilia market has fallen off considerably due to oversaturation during its zenith in the 1990s. But there's still plenty of sports cards with real value. A 1989 Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card in perfect condition recently set, fetched $1,400 and a 52 Mickey Mantle card sold for $2.8 Oh, wow. Million. Maybe I need to go look through my dad's stuff again. A 1952 Mickey Mantle card sold for $2.8 million. That's a million dollars for a baseball card. That's crazy. And let's don't forget hockey. Wayne Gretzky hockey card sold for a whopping $100,000 in 2020. And some Tom Brady rookie cards can command over $10,000 if they're in excellent condition. Wow. I can't even begin to tell you guys as I'm hearing this uh, how much I regret all those times oh, when yes. I was a kid and I used a clothespin to attach baseball cards to the spokes of my bike Same. because because I liked the sound it made when I rode and I'd probably already be retired if I hadn't have made that mistake. Me too. Me too. I don't know about retired, Tony, but some of them may have been worth the money. Yeah. But hey, true. you have to admit, baseball cards in your box spokes really did make an awesome sound when you were flying around the neighborhood <laughs> with your friends. True. They did. Yeah. My son yeah. still does that sometimes. So let's stick with childhood collectibles for another minute and mention comic books. Those colorful and action-packed stories many of us loved growing up now have... R- Rapid followers willing to shell out big bucks for rare titles. A 1962's Amazing Fantasy number 15 in the appearance of... Ugh. Start over. Those colorful and action-packed stories many of us loved growing up now have rabid followers willing to shell out big bucks for rare titles. 1962's Amazing Fantasy number 15... The first appearance of Spider-Man and 1938's Action Comics number one, the first appearance of Superman, both sell for millions of dollars. Wow. But many less rare comics still have hefty price tags. A signed Spider-Man number 300 from 1988 recently sold for nearly $10,000. Oh. Wow. And that's from 1988. That's not even that old. Those are my days, right? Yeah. 
Well, I have no chance on this one because, number one, I read my comics over and over again until they practically fell apart. And number two, I think my parents gave away most of the ones that were left, <laughs> which probably now would have been worth some money. Well, yeah, but unlike comic books, quality furniture that we've already talked about is made to stand the test of time. And as time goes by, some of that furniture becomes very valuable. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't imagine what a my cherry dresser that was built in 1850 is worth. As the article notes, a vintage six-board six blanket box can sell for $650. Wow. And a Danish modern side table can sell, sell as much as $260. To give you an example, I recently bought a kitchen table. I went to the retail stores. They were all around six or seven hundred dollars. I went to an antique store, and I found one that was a hundred and fifty dollars. It's oak wood built like a rock, ten times better than something built today. Much better oh, quality. Oh yeah, much better quality. Yeah, furniture today is not well made. No, it's not. No, and, uh, even if even the stuff that they, is more expensive is it's if you really look, take it apart, see how it's made. It's not. It's not. It's not solid wood like it used to be and not handcrafted like it used to be. You know, it's made in a factory somewhere. Well, I think this is good. And, uh, you know, I've been wandering around antique stores or maybe an estate sale. And I I, I remember stopping dead in my tracks when I saw a piece of furniture that was identical to one that was in my grandparents' living room when I was a kid. But then I look at the price tag and my jaw falls open because I remember when nobody in the family wanted grandma's furniture right uh right. live and learn right yeah i completely agree with you i think the next potentially valuable item is really going to surprise you tony it's posters that's oh. right those things you bought for a couple of bucks and used to decorate your bedroom and dorm rooms yeah. walls with as a kid a poster from the fillmore west music venues closing in 1971 which featured len legendary acts like the Grateful Dead and Credence Clearwater Revival sold for more than $1,200. And how's this for not being in Kansas anymore? An original Wizard of Oz movie poster in good condition sold for $108,000. Is that not amazing? That's amazing when you consider they have reprints of that original poster that you could probably get for 15 bucks. Right, right. You know what? (laughs) I I have loved today's show because I think back to my childhood and I literally had posters on every square inch of my bedroom walls and vinyl and I'm sure and vinyl and baseball cards. So had I kept all of those items, I'm pretty sure I could be retired right now. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I, I, uh, the, some of the stuff I had as a kid, same. It's the same. Well, guys, we're out of time for the show. Vanessa, let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you and Steve and set up that complimentary consultation. Yes, so back to business. If you'd like more information about what we've talked about today, I'd encourage you to visit our website at wealthwithwisdom.com or call the office at 865-691-1211 or shoot me a brief email at vanessa at wealthwithwisdom.com and we can discuss how we might be able to answer your questions and address your concerns in retirement including what to do with your stuff but here at wealth with wisdom it's our goal to help you prepare for the retirement that you've worked so hard for tony all right well thank you vanessa and thank you steve 
Listeners, that does it for another episode of Wealth with Wisdom with our hosts, Steve Vasgard and Vanessa Sexton. Thank you. Thank you, Tony. Thank you for listening to Wealth with Wisdom. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Steve Vasgard and Vanessa Sexton at Wealth and Retirement Strategies. Call 865-357-4024 or visit them online at wealthwithwisdom.com. Steve Vasgard, Vanessa Sexton, and Wealth and Retirement Strategies are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.